Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Possible. Expect temperatures later in the mid to upper 50s across the area. We'll catch a break on Wednesday and Thursday back to some sunshine as we clear out. But another storm arrives Friday during the afternoon with rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 43 degrees in our nation's capital where the time now on WTOP is 1259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Tuesday morning, January 9th. Welcome in. Lane. Glad you're with us. Coming up on WTOP, rough weather expected this Tuesday as some school systems locally altering their school day will update you. A man is in custody this morning after he's accused of crashing into a White House barricade. A plan to transform part of downtown D.C. with or without the Wizards and Capitals. I'm Scott Gelman. Disappointment and hope. I'd like to have some wins. As another D.C. team faces uncertainty. I'm Shana Stulen. Gains on Wall Street Monday trading kicking off your business week. Asian stocks mixed. Good morning, 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Wendy Gillette. A storm system will bring heavy rain and possible floods to the eastern U.S. Tuesday. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson has the forecast. We're looking at three, four inches of rain, all falling in a short period of time, all on ground that can't absorb it. So we have at least moderate flooding expected on many rivers in the mid-Atlantic and into the northeast. And then as you go further north, we've got the interesting complication of all the snow that just fell out of our last storm. The nation has a new college football champion. Hail to the victors. A perfect ending to a perfect season for the Michigan Wolverines, who knocked off the Washington Huskies Monday night in Houston 34-13 to win college football's national title. By Corp, to the goal line, to the end zone, touchdown Wolverines! Senior running back Blake Corum rushed for 134 of Michigan's history, making 303 yards on the ground to bring a title back to Ann Arbor for the first time since 1997. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh on ESPN. It's just such a glorious feeling. I really don't have any more words than that. Erica Herskowitz for CBS News, New York. United Airlines says it has found loose bolts on door plugs of several grounded Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes. Chris Van Cleve from Portland International Airport. The planes are of different ages, so it's not like they were delivered back to back uh, and you're talking about maybe like a bad batch or something. Uh, some are newer than others. Um, so that that's one thing that points to uh, a problem in, that, that originates or stems from the manufacturing process. It, it raises real questions about Boeing's quality control. 21 people were hurt in an apparent gas explosion at a historic hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. KRLD Radio's Andrew Greenstein. The explosion happened mid-afternoon at the Sandman Signature Hotel. It felt like a thunderstorm or something like that. At first I thought we got struck by lightning. I go outside and I see smoke and debris outside. Craig Trocek with Fort Worth Fire says the scene was chaotic. You can tell that there's been some windows. It looks like maybe some, some walls and stuff that have been blown out. Andrew Greenstein for CBS News, Fort Worth. A three-judge panel will consider on Tuesday former President Donald Trump's claim he's shielded from prosecution. Correspondent Scott McFarlane. It'll be roughly an hour of arguments before a three-judge appeals court panel here in Washington. Trump's team will argue first, saying his 2020 election conspiracy criminal case should be dismissed because he enjoys presidential immunity, that he can't be prosecuted for official acts in office. The special counsel, Jack Smith, will argue that's a baseless claim and, if approved, would give future presidents license to break the law. This is CBS News.
Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Crime Dog, and I need you to help me take a bite out of crime. Counterfeit products are popping up everywhere. If you think buying them is harmless, think again. Counterfeits are usually made with hazardous and even lethal ingredients that could harm you and others. And the money you paid, it goes right into the hands of criminals. Remember, if you don't know where the products came from, how could you know where the money goes? You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at McGruffPSA.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. WTLP at 103. Good Tuesday morning, 9th of January, 2024. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Increasing clouds heading towards a rainy Tuesday. By daybreak, the low 28 to 35, says Veronica. We're down to 39 in Washington now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your early wanting of our ride. Topping the stories that we're following for you today, the weather is where we begin. Storms said to scheduled to be moved into the area later this Tuesday morning, expected to bring heavy rain and strong winds. And now some school systems in our area are already closing early or canceling classes altogether this Tuesday, January 9th, because of the expected storms. Here's what we know this 1 a.m. hour in Virginia. Culpeper County, Spotsylvania County, and Orange County Public Schools are all closed today, this Tuesday. Now, Stafford County Public Schools will dismiss students two hours early. Fauquier County Public Schools says all secondary schools except Marshall Middle will dismiss at 11 a.m. and all elementary schools and Marshall Middle will dismiss at noon. Over in Maryland as well, Anne Arundel County and St. Mary's County Public Schools will be closing two hours early today, this Tuesday, while Howard County and Harford County Public Schools will dismiss three hours early. Another news this morning, Secret Service say a car rammed into a gate near the White House happened on Monday this week. Just before 6 p.m. in the evening, we're told, at an exterior gate located on the White House complex of 15th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. The driver in this case had been taken into custody and is still in custody this morning, we're told. Secret Service investigating what led up to the crash. Now we turn to the latest in the Caps and Wizards. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says she's working hard, taking steps now to transform a stretch of downtown D.C., regardless of whether those teams stick around or move to Alexandria. This is about how old uses become new spaces. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is planning for what comes next here in Chinatown, regardless of whether the Capitals and Wizards move to Potomac Yard. That means adding 15,000 new residents to downtown and converting old offices buildings to housing and other spaces. She's creating a task force to focus on the two blocks where Capital One Arena and Gallery Place are, Ward 2 Councilmember Brooke Pinto. Our commitment to stabilizing Chinatown and downtown is clear. Bowser says D.C.'s offer to keep the teams here is still on the table, but the city is planning for all scenarios. What we're focused on is how we we have the potential to reuse five acres. In downtown D.C., Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Another news Tuesday morning on WTLP from the mayor this week announcing D.C. government workers will need to be in the office more often. Bowser says city workers will move from two days of telework per week down to just one day. She also gave a special shout out to some employees this week who never get to work from home. A good chunk of our employees never teleworked because they're on the front lines and they are in person every single day. Uh, like our teachers, our firefighters, our police officers, and our DPW workers who deserve our appreciation. So let's the, give it to them. The change for DC government workers, we're told, starts on March 10th, 106 Tuesday morning. 
It is a tough time to be a D.C. sports fan, as we've been telling you on WTLP, as another team now faces an uncertain future. On Monday, the Washington Commanders announced formally head coach Ron Rivera is out. Well, and my friends, I just left a bunch of them over here around the corner. We're all disappointed. Rob McGarra and his friends are disappointed with the Commanders and down about plans to move the Wizards and Capitals to Northern Virginia. We'd like to have some wins, but we'd also like them to stay right here. He's not sorry to see Rivera leave, though. I mean, he just was a disaster. Another person paying close attention is William Booker. Been here 27 years. He says he's hopeful the commanders turn things around with a new head coach. And in general, he's hoping that D.C. fans get teams they can root for. We have a, a rabid sports base that would love to support a good program, but that's not what their energy has been. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Fairfax leaders locally celebrating a local diversion program that keeps certain low-level offenders out of jail. They say it's a success. If you get into one of these diversion programs, it may turn your life around. You may be able to build the life that you want. It's been about a year since the program Taking Root honored its first graduate. Since then, 20 people have graduated and about 100 people are in the program now. Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano. It is something that everybody here is really, really proud of. It provides low-level offenders with services instead of jail time. A new related program called Pathfinder Kitchen also gives them training in the restaurant industry. The county's police chief, Kevin Davis. And they're getting a skill that will absolutely last a lifetime and it's really impressive in fairfax county nick Ainelli, wtop news latest on the crisis in the middle east coming up this 1 a.m. hour on WTLP after traffic and weather and your money news. Time now is 108. Good morning. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Butch Seltzer at the WTLP Traffic Center. Good morning. In Virginia, road construction in Quantico on 95 in both directions between Quantico Triangle and Route 1. Those will be alternating lanes closed in between those two exits throughout the overnight hours. Construction has the right lane closed in Woodbridge on 95 northbound between Prince William Parkway and Route 123. Road construction with the right lane closed in Alexandria on 395 northbound between exits 5 and 6. On 66 eastbound after Route 50, construction zone has been set up with only the right lane open. And right now we have just minor delays getting through that work zone. In the district, road construction with just one lane getting by in Rosslyn on 66 westbound between Route 29 and Spout Run Parkway. We have construction set up southbound 3rd Street Tunnel that has just the right lane getting by. Right lane closed with, with construction on New York Avenue inbound at Florida Avenue Northeast in Maryland. Southbound 95 at exit 32. The left lane's blocked with road work. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway moving without any problems. And 50 out of the Bay Bridge looks good and no problems on 270. The WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Shop Regency's dining room, living room, and bedroom sets, plus brand name mattresses in store and online at regencyfurniture.com. I'm Butch Seltzer, W. TOP traffic. Heavy weather expected this Tuesday, especially for the afternoon and through the evening. We've got a wind advisory up for the afternoon going into early Wednesday and also a flood watch. We're expecting wind gusts between 35, 50 miles per hour and one upwards two inches of rain as temperatures move out of the 30s and into the mid to upper 50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. At the airports, 38 degrees, 1 a.m. hour, Reagan National, 34 BWI Marshall, 37 Dallas. We are 39 and holding in our nation's capital. Again, the 1 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, January 9th. Glad you're with us this morning to start your day. Brought to you this time around on TOP by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP Tuesday morning to 110. 
when we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past. A Federal Reserve survey of consumers shows our inflation expectations fell to the lowest level in two years. Moderna says its COVID vaccine sales fell by two-thirds last year. It is its only commercial product. Radio station owner Odyssey will file for Chapter 11. Several D.C. radio stations are among the hundreds it owns. The Dow gained 217 points Monday. The S&P 500 up 1.5%. The Nasdaq gained more than 2%. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Overseas, Asian stocks remain mixed this 1 a.m. hour. The Nikkei is up by 414 points. The Kospi down 10. The Hang Seng is up 14 points. The Shanghai is off 5. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Welcome in. Time now is 4.11 on your Tuesday morning. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Those headaches and stomach aches your child gets may be migraine. 10% of children and 28% of adolescents have migraine disease. Migraine at school can help. Learn more at migraineatschool.org. As a parent, I know how migraine impacts my daughter's ability to learn. Every child deserves the chance to flourish in school. Visit migraineatschool.org. Sponsored by the Coalition for Headache and Migraine Patients. The WTOP Traffic Center. Tracking the top trouble spots. The biggest backups. The major incidents. The slowest traffic. WTOP Traffic. Every 10 minutes, on the 8th, and when it breaks. It is the morning, January 9th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us this early 1 a.m. hour. If you're just joining us, we're headed for a heavy, rainy Tuesday. We'll have more on that coming up with traffic and weather. Right now, we're looking at increasing clouds headed towards daybreak. Veronica said the low should be somewhere between 28 and 35. We're at 43. Actually, no, we're down to 39 now in our nation's capital. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. It's 112 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Now Tuesday morning to the latest of the crisis in the Middle East. As the war between Hamas and Israel rages on, some are raising concerns this week that Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu may be losing control of his government. The concern apparently coming from some of those trying to bring an end to this conflict. Writing about this in her latest column is Politico's Nahal Tusi who joins our Dimitri Sotis to explain. Well, the basic thing is that the United States wants Netanyahu and the Israelis to make some tough decisions, long-term types of decisions related to the conflict and the Palestinians. But because Netanyahu is trying to keep together a very unwieldy coalition that includes some far-right partners who he needs to stay in power, partly because he's trying to avoid going to prison on corruption charges, and those far-right partners don't agree with a lot of what the United States wants, he is unable to kind of make some of these tough decisions or unwieldy willing to do so. And so there's times when the U.S., so many times when they ask him, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you please do this? And he basically is just thinking about the politics and his future. And, and you know, arguably in some ways he might, he might insist he's thinking about national security for his country, but there's all these factors going into it and it's making it hard for him to make decisions that the U.S. would like to see him make. Is it still the case that the war cabinet that is focused on Gaza is, is not made up of these more far-right figures? Correct. Yeah, they're not in the war cabinet, so they're not involved in like the military decisions on the ground. But there's other decisions related to the war, such as, for instance, getting more funding.
funding to rebuild and revamp the Palestinian Authority, that sort of thing, and having a vision for a two-state solution, a plan that would involve the Palestinian Authority. These are things that the United States wants, but the far-right partners don't want that at all. In fact, they are talking about finding ways to get Palestinians to leave Gaza so that Israelis can go in and build settlements and reoccupy the territory. These are very, very different things. And Netanyahu is caught in the middle. And, uh, you know, for him, uh, his political survival is, is pretty, is a pretty big deal. So he's weighing that as he's, uh, making decisions. And, and it's just like he's very weak leader at this point. Is uh, a prolongation of the war one of those decisions that we're seeing happen now? Should should the, uh, most of the fighting in Gaza have ended already? Well, look, it depends on what you consider a war and what, <laughs> what is prolonging it. You know, at a certain point, Israel's not going to need to just keep bombing and obliterating buildings in Gaza. There are other ways to prosecute this war that probably just make more sense, and it can't have all of these reservists out in Gaza doing this all the time because its economy is going to suffer. They need people back in the workforce, that sort of thing. There's a lot of factors to consider. But there are some concerns among U.S. officials that, you know, so long as the war continues and maybe even, you know, escalates, you know, think about it beyond beyond just Gaza. I mean, some of the regional stuff. There's some people who wonder if Netanyahu is seeing this as just another way that he can stay in power, kind of banking on the idea that as long as there's this conflict going on, Israelis will not want to change the leadership. But it's a little, it, that's the type of thing that's pretty hard to predict because Israeli politics can be very, very chaotic. But for the short term, I mean, in terms of Netanyahu picking up the phone and speaking with President Biden and others in the administration, there's still plenty of communication, right? It's not as if we've just lost him, if I could put it that way. Oh, not at all. I mean, he, he really needs the United States for support on the international stage at the United Nations, not to mention our continued military aid. And the U.S. is not giving up on him. He is the elected prime minister. He is the one that we probably know best in a lot of ways. Uh, and so we're in constant contact with him. Uh, U.S. officials have gone there so many times and stayed in so much contact that uh, some people call it BB sitting uh, because BB is his nickname, Netanyahu's nickname. But yeah, but there, but the U.S. is also keeping in touch with other political leaders in Israel, including opposition leaders like Benny Gantz, Yar Lapid. I mean, there is a sense within the Biden administration that at some point Netanyahu is going to have to exit the stage and they need to be ready to deal with others who might step up and be prime minister. The question is when. Politico's Nahal Tusi on WTLP talking with our Dimitri Sotis. Quick look this early morning at the top stories Tuesday morning we're following for you on WTLP. An explosion at a Texas hotel in Fort Worth littering downtown streets with a large section of building and debris. At least 21 hurt, including one person who is listed this morning in critical condition. United Airlines reports loose bolts found on some of its 737 MAX 9 jets. And the Pentagon offers new details on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization this morning. He is now out of the ICU after it took days to convey this news to the White House. Stay with WTOP for more in minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. As a mom, I want my kids' lives to be filled with joy and possibility. And I want that for every kid. That's why I support No Kid Hungry. They work in schools and communities to make sure every kid gets the healthy meals they need. Please join me in supporting No Kid Hungry for all kids. Thank you! Tuesday morning, January 9th, 118 on WTOP. Coming right up after traffic and weather. Crime, housing, lawmakers, and Maryland's governor will get to work on bills addressing those issues starting Wednesday. I'm Kate Ryan. 
Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Bert Seltzer at the WTOP Traffic Center. Dean in the district. Road construction with just one lane getting by in Rosslyn on 66 westbound between Route 29 and Spout Run Parkway. We have construction set up southbound uh, 3rd Street Tunnel. That has just the right lane getting by. No problems getting through the tunnel. Right lane closed with construction on New York Avenue inbound at Florida Avenue. Uh, in Virginia, road construction in Quantico on 95 in both directions. Between the Quantico Triangle and Route 1, those will be alternating lanes in both directions between those two exits. Construction with the right lane closed in Woodbridge on 95 northbound between Prince William Parkway and Route 123. Road construction with the right lane closed in Alexandria on 395 northbound between exit 5 and 6 and on 66 eastbound. After Route 50, construction zone's been set up with only the right lane open and right now we have just a minor delay getting through that work zone. In Maryland, southbound 95 at exit 32, the left lane's blocked with road work. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway moving along Long without any kind of a problem. And 50 out to the Bay Bridge looks good and no problems on 270. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. Expect rain to arrive between about 7 and 9 a.m. here this morning from area southwest, overspreading the area and then turning heavy by late afternoon. Heaviest rain is going to coincide with some of the highest winds. It's why we have a flood watch up for the area and also a wind advisory air. Winds could top out between 35 and 50 miles per hour and rain could exceed Two inches, all with our temperatures in the mid to upper 50s, so it's all liquid today. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And uh, around the region this early morning, we're looking at 36 degrees for Belvoir, 38 foggy bottom. It's 35 in Silver Spring, 1 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, January 9th. We're at 39 and holding in our nation's capital this early morning, brought to you this time around on WTLP. Tuesday morning by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Heating and air. Good morning. It's 120 on WTLP. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good Tuesday morning, January 9th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us this morning. Time now is 121. This is WTOP News. Word this morning that the second of two men accused in a deadly shooting locally at a Prince William County Denny's back in December of 2019 has now been sentenced. Ryan Walker was sentenced to 17 years in prison after he entered Alford pleas in this case for several charges, including felony murder. Now, you may know an Alford plea is when someone does not admit guilt in a case but acknowledges the evidence against them would lead to a conviction. Walker is accused of hitting 56-year-old Yusef Osgur with a baton before his partner in that crime, Jordan Anderson, then shot the DoorDash driver, killing him. The killing happened after the duo was accused of a holdup inside the restaurant. Anderson has already been sentenced to almost 90 years behind bars. Rent increases in juvenile crime. State lawmakers locally and Maryland's Governor Wes Moore are going to roll out some new plans to address those big issues during the legislative session that starts this week. There are hundreds of bills tackling crime, housing, health care and other issues 
that have been pre-filed by lawmakers as they get set for the General Assembly session that starts in Annapolis Wednesday. The Baltimore Sun reports so far Governor Wes Moore has highlighted a few items, one on housing for military families and spouses, and plans to address a shortage of police officers in the state. But Moore has also signaled some tough sledding ahead with a projected budget gap. Secretary of Transportation Paul Wiedefeld has already laid out plans to slash transportation spending by $3.3 billion. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Meantime, Maryland's Governor Wes Moore says his administration is starting to address the use of artificial intelligence, or AI as it's known, in state government, along with other efforts to bolster cybersecurity. The governor on this signed an executive order this week that demands everyone in state government make sure AI is integrated in a responsible and ethical way. The quickly developing technology has been getting the attention of state lawmakers around the country, actually. Moore says AI and cyber can scare some people, but he adds it's already here and he wants government to be proactive in this particular moment. The order emphasizes the need for fairness and equity in the state's use of AI overall, saying state agencies must take into account the fact that AI systems can perpetuate harmful biases and take steps to migrate those risks. In health-related news Tuesday morning on WTOP Locally, Maryland expanding gender-affirming care, we're told, and covered by the state's Medicaid program. And this is all thanks to a bill passed last year. The Trans Health Equity Act, as it's known, went into effect, we're told, New Year's Day. The state's Medicaid program previously limited gender-affirming care to procedures such as mental health services, continuous hormone replacement therapy, and gender reassignment surgery. Now other procedures will be covered, we're told, including voice modification surgery, and therapy, as well as facial surgery. You are listening to 103.5 FM and more at WTOP.com. We've got more to come this morning. Stay with us. It's 124. Slowdowns expected on the American Legion Bridge this morning. We're tracking a big storm expected to hit the Washington region this afternoon. WTOP reports new crash tests could affect your next car decision. Survey shows student absenteeism for DMV area kids is skyrocketing. President Biden and Republican lawmakers announced they're making progress on a potential compromise. I heard it on WTOP News. Facts matter. 103.5 FM. Good Tuesday morning, January 9th. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. It's 125. Sports at 25 and 55. And Mr. Ben Raby's turn this morning. Michigan running back and Fauquier County native Blake Corum missed the college football playoff a year ago with a knee injury. He returned to school, though, for his senior year. And in Monday's national championship, Corum had 134 yards rushing and two touchdowns as Michigan beat Washington 34-13. We came back as a team. We came back as brothers. And this is what we came back for. We came back to get a natty, came back to win from Michigan, and we did it. I'm just so blessed. I'm kind of speechless. Just trying to take everything in. Corum appearing on ESPN Michigan with their first national title since 1997. NFL with the commanders seeking both the GM and head coach. Team owner Josh Harris making his sales pitch. From my point of view, we are coming out of this poised for a great future. A lot of uh, draft capital, a lot of cap space, and obviously we think we're an attractive destination for the next generation of leadership. Commanders own the second overall pick in the upcoming draft and three picks in the top 40. 